Welcome to Polymathic Being, a place to explore counterintuitive insights across multiple domains. These essays take common topics and explore them from different perspectives and disciplines, and in doing so, come up with unique insights and solutions. Don't trust AI and trust it. How a simple shift in concepts can make all the difference. Today's topic started as a much more technical article that I've distilled down to capture one of the single most important insights I've come across in conversations around AI and autonomous systems. It's the topic of trust, and we'll explore why that concept is so fickle and how one simple yet counterintuitive change of perspective can unlock an incredible method to ascertain ethics, complexity, trust, safety, verification and validation, and much more. Back in 2020 to 2021, I had the pleasure of working with several outstanding thinkers while at aerospace giant Lockheed Martin. Troy Scheidler, Michael, Rabbi Harasimowitz, and Josh Dietches and I built on the work of many others and brought a first principles approach to autonomous systems that we then matured into a practical framework that we called FIDES, Frameworks for the Integrated Design of Entrusted Systems. This essay distills the original paper for improved readability. You can find the full draft paper by going to polymathicbeing.com and clicking this essay and finding the link there. The challenge was many of the issues faced by AI and autonomous systems are that we are expected to trust them in order to put them to practical use. Yet this entire conversation is predicated on a misunderstanding of both autonomy, AI, and the delicate and incredible concept of trust. Today, we'll break these topics down and show how, with a simple reframe, we can strip the complexity of advanced technologies and ensure a focus on human advantage while avoiding common pitfalls. Named after the Roman goddess of trust and good faith, Fides creates a holistic approach to analyzing AI and autonomous systems to balance trust, ethics, safety, security, and more. Baselining Autonomy to my longtime readers and listeners, you won't be surprised to hear that a term as overused as autonomy, as applied to autonomous systems and AI, has a very fractured consensus as to what it actually means. Each time you hear that word, you'll find esoteric and or hypermyopic definitions often bordering on the absurd, not unlike AI. As such, our team was forced to propose a simple definition of autonomy for technical solutions, and that is, autonomy is a gradient capability enabling the separation of human involvement from systems performance. The key is that it's a gradient measurement from zero to complete autonomy. The larger concept, as visualized in three dimensions, integrates AI on a similar gradient. This construct allows you to measure on the x-axis independent operation or autonomy, the degree to which a system relies on human action measuring human in the loop, on the loop, or off the loop. Systems intelligence, or AI, on the y-axis, the vertical axis, is the level of complexity needed to compose, select, and execute decisions. This scale goes from less complex AI, like expert systems, to the most advanced and non-deterministic AIs. And the third axis, the z-axis, that third dimension, is system collaboration. This captures the relationships between systems and humans, as well as between systems and other systems. This allows us to map out human and machine systems on the same chart to see how they interact. For example, an officer in the army has more training, let's call that intelligence, as well as more autonomy allocated 
than a private just out of basic training. Yet these two individuals, with different intelligence and independence, work together as a team through system collaboration. You can likewise start mapping in AI cognitive agents, cruise missiles, self-driving vehicles, and human actors on the same three dimensions together. What this allows is the ability to determine the actual degree of autonomy and intelligence you allow by how much trust you'll place in a system. Baselining trust. If we thought baselining autonomy was hard, our next challenge was with the simple word trust. Trust is from the Old Norse troust, meaning confidence, help, and protection, and carries the same connotations today as a firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. This resonates with us as humans as our relationships are built on trust and we recognize an ability to earn and lose trust. The problem is that it's impossible to quantify since trust is a subjective emotion and susceptible to varying environmental conditions and other external stimuli. The problem is that our very definition of trust requires us to apply human characteristics to non-human actors. The concept of trust very quickly morphs into synonyms such as belief, confidence, expectation, faith, and hope. These are all human-to-human concepts, and none of them work well when applied to a mechanical system. Certainly impossible to verify and validate. Using these terms also tends to anthropomorphize inanimate technology, which always leads to misinterpretations and misunderstandings, as we found out in previous essays about AI. This challenge is best captured by the Committee on Autonomy Research for Civil Aviation. Quote, Trust is not an innate characteristic of a system. It is a perceived characteristic that is established through evidence and experience. To trust in an increasingly autonomous systems, the basis on which we trust these systems will need to change. So, we face a problem where trust is a uniquely human interaction and is merely anthropomorphized to other objects on which it just doesn't resonate. Flipping the script. So far, trying to apply the human concept of trust to AI and autonomous systems has been a bust. Conversations on this topic are no less messy in technical essays, and all of them are unsuccessful in actually taking effective action. Worse, this confusion leads a lot of people to completely misunderstand AI and autonomy on social media. So, why did we drag you through such a deep dive into the concept of trust? because we were looking at the problem completely wrong. So, my team flipped the perspective like how we learned in systems thinking. Fundamentally, trust is not a constant. It's highly subjective and situation-dependent. For example, I trust my kids, but not to drive a car yet. I trust them with knives, but I won't allow them to juggle with them yet. I trust my wife, but not to lift and carry me from a burning building. By reframing, we found that we were using the concept of trust wrong when applied to AI and autonomous systems. The shockingly simple solution was to view the relationship exclusively from the perspective of the human toward the technology, bind it with timing and situational dependency, and flip the term to entrust. Entrust is a verb, assigning the responsibility for doing something to someone and putting something into someone's care or protection. Simply changing from the noun trust to the verb entrust shifted the entire conversation from messy philosophy back to actionable science bound by use cases, concepts of operations, context diagrams, and user profiles. 
I don't trust AI or autonomous systems, but I might entrust AI or an autonomous system with specific tasks bound by control measures. This task-specific context allows us to better identify under what circumstances or limitations we would entrust a technology, and this then enables us to begin measuring it. Once we shifted perspectives towards the task and time-specific concept of entrusting, it became much easier to quantify whether or when we'd allow a system to take over. We then created a trust framework that broke trust into two main subcomponents of ethics and assurance, with a further decomposition as follows. Ethics consists of two primary categories, rules and culture. Rules are the fusion of hard and soft laws. Hard laws are documented legal frameworks. Is it legal? Soft laws are trade group and or organizational policies, like the DOD's Principles of AI Design, from which Lockheed Martin created their own internal AI framework. Will the organization allow it? So ethics was rules and culture. Culture is how will we react, either positively or negatively, regardless of whether it was legal or allowable. Killer robots strikes a completely different cultural chord than self-driving cars. So we have ethics of rules and culture, and the second major element was assurance. This consists of verification and validation, safety, and security. Ethics covers whether we'll allow it to do something, and assurance covers whether we can make sure it is doing what we want. Verification and validation are the design considerations that we pull forward in the process to increase confidence in systems performance. Safety is making sure it doesn't have a critical to safety concern, or is it mundane? Is this chat GPT or medical device? And security measures how susceptible the system is to external manipulation or loss of control. So the entire framework is ethics and assurance, ethics being rules and culture, and assurance being verification, validation, safety, and security. This framework helps establish the limitations of what we'd entrust in AI or an autonomous system with by focusing on ethics and assurance, which are two critical design characteristics that are routinely overlooked. Putting it all together, the trust framework of FIDES allowed us to determine the minimum amount of intelligence, or AI, and independence, or autonomy, that would be required to meet the requirements. And then we could compare that to the maximum amount we'd allow or entrust the system to have. If we didn't have a large enough entrusted design space, we'd have to address the requirements, trust limitations, or design to ensure that we could move forward. Imagine if they did that with the AI tools today. How much less panic might there be right now and how many better design decisions could be made? Instead, we have groups of people blithely running around ignoring the very real consequences while others panic about existential threats based on ethereal concepts that are difficult to pin down. The trust framework of FIDES was just one part of a more detailed systems engineering design process that, instead of just throwing technology at the wall to see if we could get it to stick, allowed us to define key requirements, environments, and trust considerations that better defined operational architectures, autonomous behavior characteristics, root autonomous capabilities, and that allowed us to create systems that are usable, safe, and entrusted. In conclusion, while this topic got a bit more technical than many we cover here, 
I want to go back and highlight the core nugget we discovered. A simple reframe of a messy concept can create simplicity, elegance, and actionability when before you had feeling, subjectivity, and hand-waving. Instead of forcing non-human systems to behave in human ways, we can just find the specific tasks and limitations that the technology can achieve and pair it in a more human-centric manner. Our method allows confidence in executing complex technology integration, while everything else, so far, has been leading to the dumpster fires of public opinion, technology failures, and excessive and misplaced hype in AI and self-driving cars this past year. It's a powerful case study of the power of reframing and demonstrates how we can take a hyper-complex topic like AI and autonomy and break them down intelligently so that simple solutions can have incredible benefits. It's simply changing the concept of trust to entrust. And the simple reframing makes all the difference in the world. Thanks for listening to Polymathic Being. We'd love for you to subscribe at polymathicbeing.com where you can read, comment, and share these essays.